I was beginning to think you didn't get my message. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and this is the show where my co-host Declan Kitchener and I each write a song in the space of a week, and we bring those songs to this podcast to talk about how we wrote those songs, the lyrics, the chords, the structure, how we might develop them, and all that sort of thing. So welcome, and um, hello Declan. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. That's good, that's good. That's very, very good. It's good, it's good, it's very, very good. See, this is, we're literally songwriting on air. This is amazing. This is peak content. <laughs> That's actually part of my song for next week, so. Damn it, I was going to use it as a chorus to mine. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of plagiarism in there if, if we did do that, but. Um, is I, it public domain? Um, It must be by this point. Isn't it like anything over a, like 150 years or something is public domain? Not quite. It's 70 years after the last uh, composer or creator dies. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's still stuff from, for example, the 1910s that's still within copyright. I know this because I was having to try and work out some uh, songs from that era for a university project a while ago. And yeah, it's surprising which ones are still kind of covered. Hmm, that's interesting. 70 years after the last composer dies. Good or if there's time. no composer, then uh, just 70 years after it's released. If there's no composer, somebody has to compose it. Well, if the composer is unknown or it's uncredited, shall we say. Oh, I see. Like a like a traditional folk song yeah. or something. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. We have songs and we're not dead for ages, hopefully. At least not for another 70 minutes. So... Um... <laughs> Yeah, whose go is it first this week? It's your go first this week, so we're going to oh. listen to your song first this week. Uh, oh, balls. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, not balls, because I won't give anything away, but I've heard your song this week, and I absolutely love it. Oh, you're, you're too nice, you're too nice. Um, cool, so my song this week is called... Uh, what's it called again? It's called Parisian Breeze English Breather. Awesome, let's take a listen. Cup was on my way to Paris, cruising at 30,000 miles. Sat all alone with my convictions and causing circumstance to wow. How long am I gone? In this feeling that crept over me With views of the clouds and views of the sea The waves crash on by And turn so do I This maze of Get some practice reading signs Parisian breeze, English breather The very next in a long line How long can I stay 
woke up was in a bed in England with foggy air and dimming light. Late facing work and expectation. Only my dreams can treat me right. How soon can I go? This feeling, it's holds over me. Escaping to countries where I've never been. The time moves on by. Alas, so do I. But I can make this right. It's time to put. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, that is um, such a good song. That's like that's been on repeat since you sent it over last night. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's really it has a kind of like a folk kind of feel to it in a in a way. Would you say that's true for you or not? Yes. Uh... It, it it's very much something that exists in an acoustic space i think yeah it definitely doesn't feel like it would have like drums kicking in at any point that would feel appropriate um, well it's but... it's funny you say that because the original idea for like how i may develop this back when it didn't have a tune or lyrics was that you'd have your first verse acoustic your second verse like produced acoustic uh and then your third verse would be like full-on rocky oh, that's kind of cool but then the words came along. It's just like, yeah, this doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> right, right. Scrap that idea. So, so music first, then, eh? This week, uh, as always, yeah. It started off uh, with that intro pattern, which um, in the final product is played in the key of F, but in uh, the initial demos was played in the key of E flat. Um, it only got shifted up to F uh, to suit my range better when I put the final melody line on it okay i was struggling to come up with things and then i just sort of thought well how far can i just descend within one chord hmm. and sort of keep it interesting yeah it's got a lovely that intro part it's got a lovely um shape to the chord progression i really like that right off the bat thank you what it is it's it well, i'll say it in f um it's f then it's f uh with a suspended second and these following ones all have the suspended second in there. Then it's F major 7, F7, F with a sharpened fifth twice. Uh, so that's taking the C up to a D. And then F with a sharpened fifth once. So that's taking the C to a C sharp. Augmented, that's the word I was looking for. Ah, okay. That's really cool. That sounds... That's just a really solid way to start the song off. And it just kind of starts off the whole thing with this sophistication to the way it's written. You know, it's not just strumming on the F, for example. Very cool. Well, it, it was kind of the antidote to a chord sequence I was sort of playing around with and I didn't record, sadly, which was just literally moving between block major chords. Uh, just It just wasn't clicking this week. But then once I got that, that's suddenly something you can base a song around to the point where like the verses are just sat with C diminished and C chucked onto the end of it to give some sense of like rising back up to a starting point. Hmm. I see. 
it's kind of nice as well uh, to put C at the end of that because uh, you've got that line going down F, E, E flat, D, C sharp, and then C diminished C mm. to go back up to your starting point. So, which is very smart, I, I personally feel, because not only are you descending chromatically from F, but also when you get to the end of that sequence you're hitting on the C, which is the five or the dominant of F, which allows you to come back. Um, so or, <laughs> eight seconds into the song and it's already like a masterclass. So. Thank you. Pure luck, I assure you. In fact, that kind of the ascending, descending thing originally got a bit more like featured in the chorus because originally what the chorus melody line would have been would have been rising semitones from A to C, so that'd be A, B flat, B, C. The only trouble is this song is in F. And I realised that if you play the chorus like that, it sounds almost exactly like running at the back of the crowd, <laughs> which has got the same chords, the same notes. So that's why the melody in the chorus ended up being A, C, B flat, A. Uh, okay. Then it's still descending, it's still moving around that sort of same shape and more importantly for what I wanted for that bit, it's still the same notes over two different chords because I'm lazy. Um. <laughs> well, you've got to go with what works, I think. And if, if what works sounds too much like something else, you know, uh, I think that what you did to change that up is actually a really good tip because sometimes it's like, oh, crap, that sounds like, you know, insert whatever song here. And to actually change that around and still like what you've got is quite a cool thing to do, I think. Thank you. Um, the end of the chorus phrase is G minor, you hammer onto a C, off, and then to an F for the do 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 do. And then the final part, E diminished, E diminished sus2. So you get the F in there, and then back to F. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's basically where I got up to before any thought of words came along. I always knew that there would be a bridge, but I didn't know what form it would take. And here's where the songwriting process gets a bit weird. On the, I think it was a Friday that we were writing, I had this dream where I sort of found myself, the way I understood it, on a plane to Paris. I was meant to be going with some friends, but they'd all abandoned me. And so I got to Paris and I just thought, you know what, sod it, I'm here, I'm going to have a good time. And it was a genuinely fun and entertaining experience going around Dream Paris. And I woke up that morning back in my bed and I was just like, oh, oh, ah. Back, back to reality. Back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Um, but... Unusually, like, the dream stuck in my head. So when I was thinking of what words to put in, this was, like, the time I put on Instagram with the lunch break while I was getting things written. It That was just the first thing that popped into mind. It, it just, um, you know, I thought, that's such a strong idea. Yeah. Of, like, finding yourself on a flight to Paris and, like, finding yourself lost in another country and enjoying the hell out of it. That is an unusual dream, I think particularly this year, you know, with travel restrictions and what have you. 
to dream I'm in a completely new place, no restrictions, you know, let's have a good time. Yeah. I can see why that had an effect. It would me too, I think. Which is kind of basically what all the song ended up being about, uh, which is just, um, you know, waking up was on my way to Paris, cruising at 30,000 miles. Like, it's it, it's not very subtle uh, this week. <laughs> but it's... It... I, I just love it. I think, you know, obviously you open with that intro and then you open with the lyric, you know, work up on my, on my way to Paris. It's like, oh, okay. You you want to come along for that journey as a listener, I think. Yeah, you can tell it's dream logic because surely if you're going to Paris, you take the Channel Tunnel. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of where all those words came from. I ended up writing verses one, two and three, but I still knew that there was a bridge section. Mm. To transition it's kind of like um got a lot of faith from the beginning of the season where I, I sort of wrote around the bridge and then just put the bridge in afterwards so i i like the bridge in this but it is the most basic thing and it is the part i would be most likely to change if i were to change anything at all but the only sort of lyrical thing i wanted to try and get in there is to try and communicate the idea that even if i'm lost if i don't know the language if you know i've been abandoned by my mates i this is still fun this is still something i would want to do and that it would be an adventure in some way shape or form which is why you've got the last line adventure has a certain ring it's also going up to the top of my range with e and f so that you've got the maximum emotional intensity of vocal performance if I can yeah. use a bit of a wankery phrase there. Well, it's higher um, in pitch, you know. I think, yeah, that kind of says it, yeah. Because uh, most of the rest of the song is actually quite low for me. Like the... Um, da, 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 that sort of... At the end is kind of difficult to keep on track, as it were. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, go on. Well, it's kind of like you're changing a semitone over a chord that's sort of the same but not and it, it it's it's a weird one to keep in pitch uh, if you're not a trained singer you know mm, sure yeah i just thought if you try and have like at least a bridge as high energy as you can before you go back to the subdued verse three but that i think that's all i have to say about the lyrics to this one this week other than i wish i had dreams like that more often it would make writing so much easier oh man it's it creates a uniqueness doesn't it when you have something to kind of pursue lyrically like a dream um and it shows it's really cool when it's like such a strong theme like that it's like thank you brain <laughs> yes you put me through through some pressure like last week but then also <laughs> oh man there are just you look weeks... after me when you counts <laughs> yeah. as opposed to those weeks where you need to write a song and you go nothing has happened this week you know yeah, it's like, new fine, I'll make up some stuff for you. <laughs> Are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine, I'll watch TV and write about that instead. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I think so the, what, uh, yeah. Sorry, were you going to say something? I was going to say, um, so how about the music then, um, after the lyrics? There's not really that much more to say about it. The only sort of bit I haven't covered, because it's essentially three repeating sections... The only bits I haven't covered are the fact that you have, instead of going to an F on the resolution of choruses two and three, you go to a D minor and then to a D major, which acts as the fifth to G minor. 
love it. So you can go back up there nice and easily and have another round. Like, one more time. It worked. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the bridge is just major third, which would be an A. Six, which is D minor. One, which is F. And five, which is C. So, like I said, it's not the most complex bit of writing in the world, but it is just based around those four sentences I wrote for that bit. I think diatonic chords in, in this song work very strong. They they really have a strength to them. Like when you go to that D minor, there's a real shift in emotion when you do that. So I think, again, it's one of those ones where if you overcomplicate these things, it can become, it can dilute things, but I don't think that happened at all here. Ah, oh, thank you. The only other thing I will say is that about the production of this like little demo, yeah, there's harmonies in it. Which I um, love them. I love the harmonies. They were such a pain in the bum to do. Um, my neighbours must hate me. Just going. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> just trying to do take after take after take of that to try and get them right. Uh, you'll notice that in verse three there are only two blocks of harmony instead of four. That's because I kept going out of pitch on <laughs> blocks three and four of the third chorus. So they just got cut. <laughs> just like, gone. Ah, uh, well... Those harmony blocks were cancelled. <laughs> cancelled. Uh, I, I like the harmonies. Do more harmonies. They sound amazing. Uh, thank you. If your neighbours complain, just show them the results. <laughs> the thing is, I... I haven't got the range to be able to do proper harmonies like you can. I can sort of manage thirds sometimes. It Like, honestly, my harmony instrument is the guitar to do, like, Brian May-style orchestras and stuff like that, uh, which is what I find the most fun. Also, I was trying to channel a particular song in the uh, vibe of this one, which was Dance Tonight by Paul McCartney. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of why you've got the boom, 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 boom in the background. Because once you get to the second verse, you're not picking the pattern, you're strumming the pattern. Right. So I was thinking, like, oh, it's high up, it's more or less the same tempo. Sort of maybe channel a few of these vibes into it. If you, I was to produce this fully, you'd obviously have to differentiate it a little bit. But I thought, you know, that's kind of a nice place to keep it while it's acoustic. For now yeah and i love that four on the floor drum thing you had going on there i mean it's literally that was all i could do because i'm not a drummer i was recording this last night and uh the only tool i had to hand was the back of my acoustic guitar <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine it that part that four on the floor back of the guitar part being played on one of those irish drums that people play at folk nights which i can't remember the name of Neither can I. The Your ethereal editor is going to have to come in and uh, let us know what that's called. Oh, wow, I get to do the voice. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Hello, this is the ethereal editor. The name of that traditional Irish folk drum is a Bowron. It's, uh, I mean, it's fairly stripped back, and I think, like you say, it's it's very acoustic by nature. Um I think it works really well. What I'd love to try is like playing that riff on a 12 string. Oh, that would work so well. I can imagine that too. Because then, like, once you get into the strummy bit, you've then got the overtones 
to sort of keep that part really bright. Uh, you have a 12 string, don't you? Nope, not anymore. Ah, uh, you sold it. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome, though. Yeah, getting a 12 string on there. So if anyone would like to buy the Weekly Song Podcast a 12 string guitar, <laughs> uh, why not? <laughs> why not send it to me? <laughs> But yeah, 12 string would be cool. And one of those Irish drums. Yeah, and... you're going to have to work out the name of it, though. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. And uh, it'll be a royal name, it will. A royal um, name? Royal name, sire. It will. I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> Aren't we always? Aren't we always? It's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> Can I just say, when you sent me the demo... And I read the title, Parisian Breeze, English Breather. I thought, has he made a really weird typo? Because I thought it was supposed to be Parisian Breeze, English Weather. I was like, has he done the the blurst of times here? <laughs> it was the blurst of times. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thousand monkeys working at a thousand typewriters. Soon, they'll have written the greatest novel known to man. Let's see. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey. <laughs> and I was oh, like, oh, breather. I was like, brother. Brother. <laughs> Did you think I was trying to like, uh, Parisian breeze, English brother. <laughs> I was like, what is it? I wasn't quite sure what to make of that, but no, that's oh, awesome. Um, so unless you could think of anything else to say about your song, I suppose I will take a listen to my song. Let's do that. I do like your song this week. We need to stop giving away our opinions before... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we do. We have to just be completely neutral. This is a... I have no strong feelings one, one way, way or, or the other. other. Tell my wife, I said. Hello. <laughs> okay, so my song this week is called A Little Bit Better, and it goes like this. One, two, three, four. You're tired of being left out in the rain And I've been taking scraps that you've been throwing me And knowing me, I'll always do the same I should have listened when they told me I was walking into battlefields and confrontations be better off to shut my mouth and leave the station and sometimes i wonder why i never raise my hand to try we're just a little bit better get my holster and my reins. I 
should have listened when I heard the words fall from your lips. I'll never be a famous dancer. I took the time to read your mind and found I didn't like the answer. And sometimes I wonder why I even raise my hand to try for just a little bit better. Just a little bit better I close my eyes And realize That this is not the only game in town I've done my time And read my life When they told me I was walking into battlefields and confrontation Maybe I'd be better off to shut my mouth and leave the station Sometimes I wonder why I ever raise my hand to try But just a little bit better That was awesome can I just say, we listened to these uh, in the gap where the song would be as we're recording it, and just there's always a slight delay on the phone that we always try and account for. Roger was must have started very slightly ahead of me or something, because like he was playing guitar along to his recording of the track, and it synced perfectly in my ears. <laughs> like It was a very weird but very enjoyable experience. I love that song. I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was weird that it was in sync from um, all it those It was so miles in away. sync, you have no idea. <laughs> That's actually quite spooky. Um, I'm really spooky. glad you like it. I've well, it's nearly back. Halloween. This will be the Halloween show. Ooh, oh yeah. Um, let's really make up for the time that we didn't um, capitalise on that at the beginning of the show. Spooky things. Um, rent payments overdue. Um so my song this week is about um, carving pumpkins and um, giving candy to people at your doorstep. <laughs> so um, that was really a big influence. <laughs> yeah, it turns out the reason I was going to Paris was because there's been a vampire chasing me and I needed some garlic. Um... Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, also I hope you all got your goodie bag on the way in to the show. Um, anyway, <laughs> so this song... A little bit better started off with basically moving the open E chord on the guitar around the fretboard, um, which is something it always feels like uh, something I did when I was learning the guitar because you learn the E chord and then at a certain point you go um, in the open E chord I'm talking about here. You go, oh, I can move this around. I can move it up to the seventh fret. Oh, that sounds interesting. I never played a chord like that before sort of thing. Can I just say... I think everyone has like a E shape on the seventh fret song in their repertoire. I know I have at least two. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's an old shame, but it's an old shame that all of us have. I think I was trying to work out what you were doing with the. Sorry to cut you off. I was trying to work out what you were doing with the intro shape, and now that you said you're moving the E shape around, I can sort of hear like that sort of cod Spanish guitar sort of thing. 
if you just move it up a semitone or two. But I think it sounds really cool. Sorry to cut you off there. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got one of those um, E shape on the seventh fret songs in my repertoire yet until now. Um, so it was kind of about time to do one. And um, so the interesting thing with moving that chord around is by moving it up to the seventh fret, you don't just get A major. You get an A, but with all these different substitutions and stuff. And it's the same for wherever you move it. Well, it's um, kind of interesting, like, so... if you keep it in E, because you've got, like, the B sus coming through on the A and the E sus coming through on the B. Right, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So you get this kind of, like, mix-up. It's like a, kind of putting the shape through a kaleidoscope or something, and you get all these different uh, shapes you wouldn't have otherwise got. Um, and so um, the intro starts off with that E shape up, um, basically at a higher octave, so rather than playing um, an open E chord uh, at the lower octave of the guitar, you play it way up here, an octave higher. So you've still got the open E, open B, and open low E strings ringing out. So you get this type of sound here, which uh, has almost like a 12-string sound. I was going to say... Yeah, so because you've got that mixture of octaves and, and suspensions, and then I just moved that down two frets, so that I basically got like D over E for simplicity's sake. And then I do the same by moving that to the seventh fret, kind of get an A type of shape, and then get a kind of G type of shape, G over E, you know, obviously with some other suspensions in there. And then uh, one semitone above an open E, you kind of get, like you say, that cod Spanish thing. That sort of thing. Um, and then it was just a case of playing with those and trying to get them to a place where it sounded somewhat original um, without sounding too Spanish, if you know what I mean. So my, the end of my intro kind of goes. And that's about as Spanish as you get for the whole of the song. But I thought that was kind of a cool way to... Because the other thing with, with this intro is you're mixing diatonic major chords with implied chords from the mine from the E minor scale as well like for example G major has a presence in the intro which it wouldn't do if it was just an an E major diatonic riff with the suspensions ringing through that you could either read that as some inversion of E minor or G major sus4 uh, and if you read it as an E minor you're then like moving between major and minor version of the same chord in the same sequence which is kind of a really tonally interesting thing to do oh cheers yeah it's um it definitely starts off the song, I think, on an interesting feel because it's like, is this going to be more of a minor rock-based thing, you know, where it has a lot more pentatonic or minor melodies, or is it going to be quite a major song? And I think... And the Roger Heffers answer is, why not both? <laughs> well, when I went into the verse, I was like, shall I carry on with this sort of, like, chugged... Not chugged, but, like, uh, rhythmic, you know, rocking-style riff um, that I've got going on here. And I actually ended up going for a much more... Um, uh, traditional singer-songwriter type of feel, I guess. So I went for this sort of um, E major, A minor, F sharp, 7, B type of thing. Um, so you got uh, the 1 of the scale, E major, and then you got the minor 4 of the scale, A minor. Already you got a minor plagal cadence in there, which, you know, we like a lot. Um, and then got, um, a 2-7, um, again, F sharp, 7. And Is that then, a major second? Yes. One of your favourite tricks. One of my favourite tricks, yeah, exactly, because then that acts as the five of the five, which in this case is B. Which then It's an exponential fifth. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and with that, with that five, you can do all sorts of things, which I do a few of in this recording. Um, you can just play the straight five to go back to the one, or you can go five and then turn that into a seven, B seven, or you can turn it into a B augmented, which I do in the second verse. Um, all of these have slightly different flavors to them, but they all act as a pivot to go back to the one. So. Some really nice construction there. I kind of like the way that you've got like these very singer songwritery um, verses, but then that sort of more confident, bold, rocky opening and chorus sections. Kind of feels very early Foo Fighters y to me, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I kind of got that vibe as well in a way. Um, like you could sort of imagine it being on color and the shape or something if they were being particularly adventurous that day. Well, <laughs> that's a real compliment. Thank you. Um, I almost got vibes of like uh, the Foo Fighters album In Your Honor um, from it a little bit because of the open chords, particularly when I go to. Oh, can I just say there is a sly reference to In Your Honor uh, on my song this week as well. But the line Prison Breeze, English Breather, the very next in a long line is kind of a reference to the line from DNA, the very last one in a very long line. Ah, It's kind of inspired by how that line is performed. I like that. See, I, I might not have noticed that otherwise. That's, that's cool. I think it's, it's definitely cool to have like little references to stuff. Um, it's Foo Fighters week this week, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we've mentioned Dave at least once as well. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think just those open chords do have that sort of in your honour type of sound to them, particularly um, in the bridge when I go to this little guy here. That um, is a very Grolian chord. <laughs> Grolian. That makes him sound so classical, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, of course, the Grolian era of uh, of rock and roll music. Uh, but um, but yeah, I thought it was cool to to mix up the sort of uh, more upbeat feel of the intro and chorus, and like you say, the more singer songwriter um, thing in the verse, um, and then also to reflect that hopefully with the lyrics um, to where you know my verses are like more sympathetic to. Because um, the song's about uh, kind of a difficult situation in terms of uh, who's right, who's wrong. It's like having an argument with somebody sort of thing. Who's right, who's wrong? How do we deal with this fairly? And all that sort of thing. So the verses are much more sympathetic, like, look, I can I can see you're lonely. I can see that you're tired of being left out in the rain and kind of like taking that more compassionate approach. Whereas in the chorus, because the feel changes with with the uh, with the chords and, and that sort of thing, it kind of turns it on its head. Where it actually goes, look, actually, I've got to, I've got to um, be fair to myself as well as to other people. Like you've got to like take care of yourself as well. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe I'm getting into something, you know, which isn't doing me any good. That sort of thing. So it's like taking two sides, uh, taking a look at two sides of a situation, sort of thing. Which I, I like to do more and more often now is like make the lyrics reflect the tone of the chords um, as opposed to just having one feel throughout. Yeah, in the in the chorus, the chords are pretty, um, pretty diatonic. So you go up to the four, um, which is, is, the, is an A, and then your five, which is a B, and then the one, which is an E, and then the six, which is a C sharp minor. So like very, you know, straightforward chord writing there. Um, and then I thought, let me change that up a little bit as as I progress through it. So it starts off with, um, you know, A, B, E, C sharp minor, pretty straightforward, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, okay, how can I mix it up a little bit more, but still retain the same feel and direction for the melody and, and what have you? So I go um, A, which is my four, uh, B, which is my five, and then I go to um, a major three and make that into a seven. So I get a G sharp seven, and then C minor, as, as I finished on last time. So then you get... Which has like a bit more of like an emotional feel than the first uh, Passover of, of that type of melody, and then Perfect, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And then um, and then I'm going uh, to my four for the third time round, which is an A major, and then I'm going to kind of a, an implied five, um, and I guess you could call it um, a B over A or like an inverted B seven, um, where you play. Uh, basically B over A. Um, you're moving the A major shape on the guitar up two frets, but keeping that A ringing. Then E major. And then a little unusual thing here, which I thought sounded kind of cool, was D7. Um, and I'll just play that all in context for you a sec, uh, that third section. It really sort of like puts the brakes on, doesn't it? Kind of like, okay, you are paying attention to these next few words. Like, yes, yes. The important bit is coming up now. Definitely, definitely. And I think I also there's that aversion, I think, particularly with doing the podcast and talking about chords, an aversion I think we both share to, okay, I've been playing this pretty ordinary chord progression for eight bars now. Let me mix it up a little bit. Let me throw something in there that's going to be um, a bit more ear-catching. And, um, you know, also just in terms of like the composition, we'll change the melody just that little bit. Um, but I also, <laughs> I also realized I plagiarized something a little bit in my song this week as well. Um, <gasps> which is the melody to that song. I don't even know who it's by. Forever Young. Um, Bob Dylan. Forever Young. I want to be forever young. And, uh, I couldn't quite change that. Is that a Bob Dylan song, is it? No, uh, Bob Dylan's got a song called Forever Young. But it's oh, okay. Not. That's going to bug me now until I work out who it is. Yeah, me too. It's it's like a a modern song that people listen to in Hold on. To the Google. clubs. Uh, possibly it. You're gonna have to check this out later, but uh, it could be the song "Forever Young" by Alphaville, uh, released <laughs> released in 1984. That sounds maybe right. It's a modern song that young people listen to in clubs. Is that what it says on Google? No, that's what you said a second ago. Oh, I thought I'd be dead on the money if it said that. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I had that melody in there. Um, you know, sometimes I wonder why I even raise my hand to try. I want to be forever young. I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six. Those six notes are the same, and I'll, I'm going to allow it because, you know. I, I like the way those notes went, and I could have done what you did with your song actually, and like changed it, you know. Uh, to, you know, uh, sometimes I wonder why. Da, 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 da. You know, I think the thing else. is, I think the thing is, you're hissing on an unusual chord there, which isn't in the parent song, which gives the notes a different feel, as opposed to uh, the situation with my song, where a I would have been plagiarizing myself, and b the chords were almost exactly the same. There were like two passing chords that wouldn't have been the same but otherwise it would have been identical yeah that maybe that's why i um what do you call it maybe that's why i put in the d7 even like subconsciously like 
that's a different enough chord to allow me to use a melody which I, is familiar to me. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Melodies do change uh, given the chord and the context that's under them. That's kind of why I wanted a melody that stayed the same in my chorus this week with a different chord underneath it each time. Yeah, I mean, what the, the foundation of the chord underneath the melody changes the feel of the song so much, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. Um, but the only other part I can think to say about this song is the bridge. And what you were saying about your bridge this week actually resonated with me because... I'll tell you for why. Um, it was just the simplest part of the song. It would be the so part of the song, like you said, that if I was to change any part, it would probably be this one. Um, so I was kind of pleased with how I got into the bridge, but once I got to the bridge, it was, like, pretty straightforward. So my my riff for the intro of the song goes like this. Um And then when I go, when I'm about to go into the bridge, I repeat something that sounds similar but is different. So I'm going E over E, D over E, A over E, B over E. So I'm going to go. So I do that twice, and that allows me to also sing the title of the song just a little bit better again. And then I go into my bridge where I go up to the four, A major, I wonder why. And then I make that into a minor. Da, 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 da. Can I just say I love your vocals on the demo on that part. Thanks. Yeah. Very Thank nice, cleanly hit top notes. I love it. Uh, honestly, I appreciate that, but because that's a rarity, really. Whenever I try to do those type of notes and really make them. Oh hush! You're very good at this. Trying to like strike some balance between making them expressive and also like in pitch. And I think, yeah, the demo actually kind of, it was okay this week. Whereas sometimes that it's quite hard to like get the balance right on those. So it kind of reminds cool me of, I was watching some videos about uh, David Diggs playing Jefferson in Hamilton. And he said, he's so worried about, I uh, know it was Lafayette because uh, Lafayette is French. And he was sort of saying, I was so worried about trying to sing with a French accent until someone told me it's okay. You just act on pitch, <laughs> hmm. which, um, is an interesting philosophy that I've been trying out recently. And it, it, it's kind of interesting because you sort of put the technical side completely like out of your mind. You I just... don't quite get that. You act on pitch. What, what does he propose? Uh, so that instead of being worried about the technicalities of singing and worrying about uh, like being the most proficient sing, because basically he's acting while singing. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it would just be the pitch is a guideline for your vocal performance. And the more important thing is that you're acting on top of whatever pitch it is that you're trying to hit, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting... I might have to try that out myself, actually. That's an interesting way of looking at it. He's a talented, talented fellow. He's too talented. Let, let, let's steal his talent. <laughs> let's let's do it. Um, let me just finish this uh, little bit about the bridge, and then I think that'll be that'll be me. So uh, so yeah, when I go to the bridge, I go to um, A major, which is the four, and then I make that into a minor, da, 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 da. and then um, then I kind of start using this moving the E shape around uh, again, which I was kind of reticent to do. I was like, is, am I kind of milking this a little bit? But um, I basically use that as a more interesting way to go from my one, the E, up to my four, the A, to then turn around. Um, so rather than playing just a straight A, I play my E shape up on the seventh fret again. Again, creates that suspension and then allows you to have like a little bit 
it just doesn't sound like, oh, I'm just going to the fore. It actually sounds like it's something a little bit different and more interesting. So, you know, like I was saying, like the bridge, it's shorter than the rest of the sections of the song. And it's, um, yeah, it's just kind of like you were saying with yours. It's like it was put in afterwards, I think. I'm not sure if that's true for yours, but it was definitely put in afterwards to make the song longer, or, you know, have a little bit more of a different shape to it, that sort of thing. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Bridges aren't necessarily strong sections in and of themselves normally. It's kind of, they well, they exist as a bridge uh, to get from one emotional point to another. And I think I think this week we've both used them very much functionally as opposed to aesthetically. I, it's always in the back of my mind that one of these days I'd like to write a bridge that is like quite outstanding, that, that actually almost is uh, the highlight of the song, but I haven't done that yet. I think the thing for me when I'm writing bridges is that often I'm thinking in terms of band writing, you think of things where like it could be cool to vary the dynamics or bring various things to the fore. Like, for example, last week where you sort of end up going down to that more subdued version of the riff before Mm. you go back into the full-on chorus, which is not really that impressive on acoustic guitar, but it is something that would sound pretty cool if you had a full band playing it. That's so true, yeah. And I think actually the cool thing with a simpler bridge is if you write it fairly simple acoustically, I think you kind of, uh, you give yourself gaps to write within. Um, So, for example, with my bridge this week, when I go, I close my eyes, like, that's a very short little melody with, like, a lot of space around it. So then you can Mm. have backing vocals, like, repeating that or, like, doing a counter melody or you could have, like... Choirs or you could have... Uh, you could have like guitar phrases you could have anything in that gap yeah i mean or, or you know or to your point as well like you could just change the dynamic where you know it, it just goes right down to one piano and one quiet vocal or you know conversely it everything could kick in four on the floor just do 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 you know like that and you could have a completely exciting section that in the demo wasn't actually that stimulating but you can you can really work that work on that have a cool section in there where you have I close my eye uh, da, da, da. and like keep the vocal maybe like isolated with maybe only acoustic behind it and then bring everything in like to hit those stamps that would be amazing that's a really good idea actually I might have to might have to nick that one that's really cool I should get paid for all of these brilliant ideas one day one day you do the a world will recognise my genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's about all I can think to say about my song this week. Um, so, yeah. Well, as you can tell by my uh, interrupting you every five minutes, like this is some sort of presidential debate, uh, I'm <laughs> really excited about this one. I, I love it. I can't wait to hear it fully produced. I feel like I say that most weeks, but I genuinely do love your music. Likewise. This is getting a bit too lovey in here. We need to start being horrible to each other. Yeah, we're never horrible to each other, are we? No. I'm I'm waiting for the day where I just turn up with something so uninspired. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call this? (laughs) I think this is um, a safe space for songwriters. I mean, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right so we've actually had an email in well this was actually last week but we're reading out this week from simone rochelle hey roger and declan 
here is my new single that's out now, Where Were You? Hope you enjoy the listen. Uh, the song is called Where Were You? She's not asking where we were. <laughs> Hello, Simone. So, Good to hear from you again. Um, previous uh, featuree on the, on the show. Yeah, previous correspondent. I'm looking forward to hearing this. Let's give this a go. Let's have a listen. Sirens really confused me. I thought I was they were just outside my window or something. Yeah, I, I thought, thought they were annoyingly loud today. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, they're coming to get me. That was uh, "Where Were You" uh, by Simone Rochelle, and uh, thanks for sending that in, Simone. That's really cool. It's really cool to hear um, the arrangement you put around that song. Um, you know, because last time um, we heard was, Simone's music, it was very acoustic, very. It was back. a single voice and acoustic guitar, if I remember correctly, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And um yeah, you know, it's really cool to hear um hear a kind of uh, new sound with those drums and kind of like experimenting with the rhythm of the acoustic guitar like in the sort of post-chorus bit, Do you know what I mean? Um that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's always kind of cool to sort of like vary up like the style of things that you're writing. This is kind of one of the th- main things we sort of advocate on this podcast is try and write different stuff and try new ideas and yeah, all fun, all good. So yeah, definitely um, really cool to hear that, Simone. And again, thank you for sending it in. We do have an inbox, which we mentioned at the end of the show, where um, if you do have a song, particularly a song you've written in, in the space of a week, um, where you want to uh, talk to us about the way it was written and that sort of thing, um, we're always well open to uh, to that. So details at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, 
Also, cool. also just to uh, note that uh, if you like that and you want to hear more of Simone's music, uh, you can follow her on Spotify, where she has her music up there. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've got a song that you've written in a week that you'd like to send in, if you've got a letter that you'd like to write to us, if there's just any opinions that you think need voicing, then why not voice them in the direction of weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com where we can read your letters out on air if you wish. We can also not read them out on air if you wish. Uh, we basically, you know, we, 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 just, we just love being messaged because we're very, very lonely guys. Uh, where can they find <laughs> you and your music, Roger? <laughs> we can find... Me and my music uh, on Bandcamp, which uh, my Bandcamp is rogerheathers.com. I'm on he's, he's like high class. He's got his own website on Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. My own domain boy. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well, um, at Roger Heathers, as well as Twitter by the same handle. Um, I'm working on a solo album at the moment, and that's going to be updates of that can be seen on Instagram, particularly. Um, my finished music, like I say, can be found on Bandcamp and Spotify and all that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, so how about you, Declan? Where can they find you and your new EP, the Captive Audience EP? You say new EP, I released it back in summer. Who um... asked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my only EP. Um, you can find me on uh, DeclanKitchener.bandcamp.com where you can find that and hopefully something else before the end of the year provided the world doesn't end more than it already is. You can also find me on YouTube and uh, Facebook, Declan Kitchener Music. Just Google that. I'll be the person who comes up. Also, Instagram uh, and YouTube are places where you can find the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh Roger runs the Weekly Song Podcast Instagram, so that gets updated fairly frequently. I run the YouTube, which is why there is nothing on there. Um, <laughs> I think that's about it for this week, isn't it? I believe it is, yeah. Apart from to say thank you so much for listening, and we hope you've um, enjoyed the show. Uh, it's a good episode this week. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, we shall see you next week with two new songs and uh, the same two idiots playing them. Ta-ra! <laughs> Ta-ra! Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me, as always, is my coast. Oh, bloody hell. My coast. My, my co entire coast. <laughs> He's my coast, my ocean, my sky. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to be stuck on the end now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.